You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is the Music Weekly. My name's Brad. Pleasure to have your company as always on your Friday, Arvo. Now, it's very, very exciting because we're able to have artists back in the studio. And I think this is the only second time I've had an artist uh, or artists join us in the studio this year, which is uh, insane. So I'm very excited to be joined by Wasteland and Boy, aka Matt and Anna, uh, joining us to talk about their brand new single, which is called Rich Friends. Matt, Anna, thank you for coming. Thanks for having us. Good to be here. Tell us about Rich Friends, Matt. How did this track come about? And um, I guess, how did you get Anna on board as well? Um, We wrote the song a little while ago and uh, we basically, we, we didn't really have a singer for it. And we... The sort of song it was with sort of like a powerhouse female pop vocal that we needed, we couldn't really find anyone who we thought would like really crush it. And someone had mentioned, we had known of uh, a boy's work, you know, whispers of some of the work she'd done with Alias and stuff like that. And it was floated to us. And uh, after checking her her stuff out online, I just reached out to direct sort of thing um, when we were sort of like, I I don't know who else is going to be able to pull this off. And uh, yeah, that's that's sort of how we, we linked up initially. Is that quite common these days to just kind of reach out cold like that through, uh, I don't know, messaging or, or emailing like that? I'm a big cold emailer. No one else <laughs> in this industry is a cold emailer, but I will, I'll hit up a hundred people to get one response. So I'm just <laughs> glad that she responded and like it, it worked. So yeah. Excellent. And um, what was your kind of first reaction when uh, you got the, uh, I guess, the email or the call out, um, boy? <laughs> well, I um, I actually didn't reply for a while. I think that's, yeah. uh, I'm not a regular email did, checker. Did you leave um, him on read? Well, you- <laughs> uh, well, I yeah, I guess so. And so when I actually read the email and, he, and it was coming straight from Matt, he was like, hey, can you check out this song and do you want to jump on it? And I was like, I was so excited because um, my manager's just also, well, hopeless um, and- <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) And I basically, like, you know, wanted to jump to Sydney straight away. I was living in Newcastle. Um, I listened to the song. I didn't think that I'd be able to pull it off. Um, I was a bit scared because the demo sounded amazing. Um, And I think we did it, like, two days later, didn't we? Yeah, it was moved very quickly. Yeah, Yeah, right. Okay. And so tell me about, I guess, initially writing the track and putting that demo together, Matt. Mm. Um, Was that a quick experience for you as well, or were you sitting on this one for a while? Um, A little while. Not... Not too long. I, I wrote it with, uh, I live with uh, another person, Justin, who we were a songwriting duo. Right. And we work, we work, we're friends with another songwriting duo called the Benton Brothers, who I, we've written a previous single of mine with. And we, back I was living in Perth and we were doing trips to Sydney. And this was a song we, we wrote uh, with them. So we, we knew it was sort of special because it came together really quickly and it just felt every now, you know, one in 20 songs you go, this, this Something about this feels really special. It always sort of had that magic, but we really n- knew that we needed someone to be able to like sell it because sort of a singer who takes it sort of 80% or 90% of the way there in current climate, it's sort of not far enough. It really has to like hit it out of the park to yeah. sort of, you know, be noticed, I guess. And so, yeah, it was, I mean, g- going from writing it to having Anna sing it, it sort of just made it the arc of the song come alive, if that makes sense. And Anna, in terms of your vocal work, how different um, was, I guess, working on this track to perhaps other ones that you've you've done? Um, well, I think we took it down a key. That's like a technical thing. Uh, <laughs> except, um, I don't know, I guess I didn't really think about 
um, how different it was. It just, you just had to, I just sort of like got into the zone, yeah. imagined, you know, like the lyrics specifically, like none of my rich friends know how to do it for the love like me. It's like this industry is just, it's, it's tough, you know? And, yeah. you know, I just came from like working a, you know, day job today just to sort of be able to make ends meet because that's what we do. We do it for the love. Um, and none of my rich friends know how to do it with a love like me. It's <laughs> good. Good soundbite, yeah. Um, yeah, let's talk about the track thematically, I suppose. Matt, where was the starting point for this one? As Anna just touched on there, um, I suppose we all have those rich friends, don't yeah, we? It actually just, came, it, yeah. They run in different circles. I know. It actually, came from the t- it actually came from a title. Um, I'd, always, I'd always thought about doing a song called Rich Friends. Right. Um, and then I was trying to think about like, I thought it was a cool title and I was like, how, you know, how could I, what would that sound like? What would that, you know, be like? And mm. um, we wanted it to feel sort of like modern, but also throwbacky, like, you know, the Justin Timberlake era, even a bit of the old Timberland production in there sort of thing. And then we, yeah, we came up with this idea of, you know, there was, that was sort of when we wrote it was that era of like, you know, music videos were trying to sort of sell up being cool and, you know, renting cars and th- things like that. And we were like, it just didn't feel like, yeah what we were sort of doing music for. So, yeah, and it led to basically expanding on that idea of, you know, doing it for the love and basically hating on rich friends <laughs> in a very chilled way. And what do your rich friends think? <laughs> I don't have any rich friends. I need to get some rich friends to hate on them. No. Are you the rich friend? Does that make you the rich Definitely friend? Definitely not. Being the musician in the group of friends, all all my friends back home, are the, they're the ones with normal jobs and, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, I suppose that's, that's something we all have to get used to when you're in the creative industries, isn't it? You kind of have to really learn, um, that this is going to be your passion project um, for a while until you get your, your kind of feet. um, Yeah. Being in a creative industry is just saying, if this, if this next thing pays off for me, it's going to be big over and over again until you die. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want to talk about the music video because the music video for Rich Friends is something special. It's this brilliant kind of one take, one shot music video featuring you, Anna, walking along Bondi Beach um, with a lot of onlookers and uh, a cameo from a big brass band and some choreography. It's amazing. Um, But that experience obviously looks very, very raw, very real, very live. Were you nervous at all doing it right there on Bondi Beach in front of everyone? Um, I think that the thing I was most nervous about um, was that I... I really suck at choreographed dancing. I'm a, I'm very much a free free spirited dancer. Um, and so there was a few little like moments where there was choreographed dancing. And so I guess I was more nervous about just looking like a fool um, or or stuffing it up because it was one take. But um, I love that type of stuff. Like I really love video clips. I I didn't feel nervous about walking um, down Bondi. I mean, the people that walk down Bondi anyway, like they probably sometimes they look better than I did. You know, they, you know, with their bodies or whatever. Um, so I, I just was excited to join the Bondi crew for a bit and have people um, looking at me. Um, but, you know, it was it was really great. Um, you know, Matt did a great job of just making sure that a really good team um, was there and, you know, the outfit and everything just worked. Um, so I just had to show up and perform, which was amazing, really. Um, everything else was sort of done for me. Um, 
but yeah, I, I loved the video clip. We did it. We did it a few times, and there was a few funny moments. Like we had somebody behind, you know, trying to shoo everyone out of the way just to make sure that I could walk straight. Um, <laughs> you know, if you saw the behind scenes, it was great. Someone's yeah. like, "Go, go, go!" Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the actual audio from the take, you would have heard lots of orders being <laughs> yelled behind the camera. So yeah, right. That must have been really. Like, did you, I assume you had playback of the track while you were yeah. walking, yeah? So, so there's a there's a, someone behind the camera, the camera person holding a, a set of speakers. Right. And then there's someone there as well, sh- walk, facing the other way, shooing, like moving people out of the way. <laughs> and then there's also the person who was in charge of choreo, helping, you know, remind on spots and what to do when and stuff like that. And then you've got the, also the band is walking with the camera for half of it. Yeah, right. So that they can be at the right point to then come in. And then, and then there's a part in the video where the video spins around 360 and yes. it, you don't see anybody. So, that whole group has to walk with the camera behind them. Oh so, it's God. like if you, if you saw what was actually going on, you go, this looks ridiculous, but it looks good on film. I love how, Anna, you're concerned about choreography, but um, it sounds like there's a lot more choreography for other people um, (laughs) (laughs) um, trying to not get in camera. What about the onlookers and the people just generally around Bondi? I noticed that there's a few few people taking photos. There's someone who gets cleaned up by a jogger at some point. (laughs) Um, How do you deal with the general public? Well, that's sort of the, the fun of it is you get to watch people consume the video as you're consuming it and watch them, um, you know, just not really know what's going on. It's sort of like how you, you know, sometimes pranks in public yeah. on YouTube. You, you like to see the, you know, the human element. Um, and then, it, you know, as soon as we yelled cut, uh, we would run around with little cards that had a QR code of like, you know, where the music video is going to be hosted and stuff because people would always ask, you know, like, what is this? And yeah. so I sort of wanted to be able to send them somewhere so that they could sort of see the finished product. So, yeah, it was, I mean, it definitely made a scene, but that was sort of the point. So so it's part music video, part social experiment and part promo exercise. Yeah. I love that. That was the, that was the, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> and Anna, how do you, in terms of like music video experiences, how unique was this one? Um, well, I guess before I was singing, I used to do acting. So I, you know, I, I love camera. Um, I've done a few video clips before, but doing one take is really hard. Um, Mm. I did one take with my band years ago when I was in a band with my brother and, you know, it was just chaos, you know, out (laughs) out of shot. Um, but you know, as I said before, Matt just had a really great team. Like, you know, it was, um, he's, he's a very organized person Um, (laughs) and, you know, it was, it was just really nice to have, you know, a time to come do a rehearsal. You know, I just, again, I just had to show up, get some measurements for, you know, somebody to make an amazing outfit, um, <laughs> sit there for an hour and get my makeup done. Um, so he made it really easy, but yeah, one takes a, it's pretty amazing. Like the, the things and the thoughts that go into like, you know, getting a video clip out there. You have no idea sometimes how much chaos like happens behind the scene. Yeah. And everything to get every, the amount of work to get to the day mm. is, is the heart. Like, you know, I had, I had two stylists. This was over Christmas. I had two stylists planned a stylist and a backup. And then coming back from the Christmas break, no one really starts, no creatives really start up again till like mid January. And then one of them ended up in hospital and then another one broke their leg and couldn't do it. So then, we were sort of two two and a half weeks out with no no stylist, no outfit, um, nothing at all, and you know everything else is booked and planned, and you know release date sort of penciled in and whatever. And so then I had a an an old friend who's a, a drag queen moved to town and moved to an apartment next door to me, and she's a seamstress, and 
she agreed to make the whole outfit. And, and so that was a whole, you know, stressful thing. And then she made an outfit and it was sort of right, but sort of not really right. So then it was a, like, you know, tweaking and editing that outfit to sort of look right because we had no really clear idea of what we wanted it to look like. It just, we just wanted it to look sort of cool. Yeah. And so if, you know, if they construct an outfit and then you, you put Anna in it and you go, it's not it yet. And then they go, well, what do you want me to do? You're like, I don't really know, but we just got to keep working on it, which is sort of how I work. It's sort of this constant state of like forward chaos. Um, so, and then, you know, dressing a band, like, you know, to go to a styling agency and say, I've got to dress a band. They go, well, that's going to be thousands of dollars to dress five individuals in, in, you know, white suits or whatever. So I had to buy suit jackets from um, secondhand stores and then buy house paint and paint them all white. And each he jacket, did a great job. each oh jacket took God. about each jacket took about eight coats of paint till it stopped looking like a brown a black jacket. <laughs> anyway, so this is I mean, there was so much work that went into an insane this video. amount of Pay work. Pay attention yeah. to the band's jackets. Like I, I must say, like going over to your house and like he had like you know he had them downstairs were all like hanging up at first and then upstairs in the house and like he'd cut out like stencils to then spray paint spray painted on. I, I hope it was fun. <laughs> it was just, it was one of those things that, you know, as you go, go into a project and then the further you go in, you go, uh, I would have not done this if I could, but I have to see it through now. And I have to like, you know, you, it's, you just, it's more work the further in you go. You've committed now. Yeah. Well, obviously it paid off for you. All of that hard work gave Rich Friends such a strong visual identity. How important, Matt, is the visual identity of the songs that you make um, to you? Obviously, we've heard a few tracks from you uh, over the years, but each of them have this really unique video clip um, to go along with them and a visual style. So walk me through, I guess, where the, I guess, the visual inspiration for your music comes from. In particular with Rich Friends, where did the visual, I guess, thematics come from? Yeah, so for me, I, I noticed back in the day, uh, Macklemore had a song come out and uh, it was, I listened to his song and I was like, eh, it's okay. It's pretty, not bad. Yeah. And then he released the video clip and the video clip was, it was his grandmother's hundredth birthday and the whole video clip was him just surprising her and just doing everything she wants to do like for the day. And I remember it was such a good video clip, so wholesome that I was like, and I finished the video clip and I went, I actually really like the song now. Yeah. And it was sort of like it linked, you know, a visual to a song. And especially these days, there's so many songs coming out on Spotify. So I generally think I'm like, if you can link something that's cool or wholesome or, you know, a moment, if you can link that to as someone's consuming the song, it can yeah. have like a better reaction to that song. And then I've done these previous one take shots before with drag queens in Perth, yep. but it, it always bothered me that I could never have the the singer involved whose words you're actually hearing it. You know the the drag queens lip syncing. Yeah. So there's always a bit of a not an amazing connection to what you're hearing. Um, so that was why for this one, when when we had boy, I was like, okay, I can I can actually do this properly now, and you know do it in a place that's sort of you know down the streets of Perth and not really known. So do it somewhere that's a bit more iconic, um, mm -hmm. and like obviously you get to see the Bondi Beach in the background, and so it was just it was sort of like the full fruition of like what I wanted this video clip to sort of be and look like, and. Yeah, um, I mean, the and the combining them with watching the public consume it in, you're watching the public consume it in real time. It's sort of something that you, you want to keep watching. And the longer you keep watching the video, I think the higher chance that you'll hopefully enjoy the song or the song will remind you of the video clip. And so, yeah, it's sort of like merging all the parts together. Mm, yeah, no, that's understandable. You've actually said that this is your favourite 
piece of work or mm-hmm. song to date yeah. that you've made. Elaborate a little bit on that. Why Why is this one your favourite? Obviously, it's an absolutely amazing track, but you have, you. you have such great tracks otherwise too. Thank you. Um, so, like, my full-time job is a, is a songwriter and a producer, so I, I write songs all day, every day for other artists, and I release very few songs um, just because of the way the industry sort of is now. It's very costly and a lot of work. Sure. And so, this song, uh, I think it's – it's unique in a way that it's a very strong hook. Lyrically, it's I think it's very tight. And then from a production point of view, it sounds like the sort of song song I'd actually listen to, where a lot of my previous songs like Paper Towns and Taillights, I really liked them um, and they always have a special place, but I wouldn't find myself naturally listening to them after, mm-hmm. um, which is always a weird thing because when you make music, it's sometimes rare that you go and listen to your own music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like staring at your own painting. Um <laughs> But I mean, I mean, I'm sure you know painters would stare at their painting all the time, so they probably get sick of it. Is that the same with you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that happens with every every song. Um, but this was the one that I would keep, you know. And even you know, from the demo to having you know boy on it, it was the one song in my Dropbox that I'd always happily listen to or happily put on, you know, in the car with my partner or stuff like that. And so it was, it just never grated on me, and it never tired, and it never sort of got old. And every time I listened to it, I went. You know, there was a hell of a lot of work going into the production. Like, you know, we recorded brass instruments, which is usually you just use fake brass from a synth or something. We recorded, you know, real guitar. We, rec- you know, we had Anna come in for I think two or three sessions to like just keep trying to level up the. Pr- so every every little half a percent on this track is like as good as it could be, could be if mm. that makes sense. So like, if someone said, "Hey, what does what does a Wasteland song sound like?" or "What can Wasteland do?" I'd be like, "This is this is the best I can do." Well, at least at this point. Yeah. So you used a lot of live instrumentation mm. um, in this one. Was that relatively new for you? Uh, yeah, it came as a recommendation. I mean, I was worked to death on this song and then the label was like, Could, you know, what would real real horns sound like? And I'm like, why not? Like, why stop here? <laughs> so we recorded real horns and then yeah. the horn player had a friend who plays trombone and he's like, do you want him to play trombone on it? And I'm like- Oh, I, this is escalating quickly. As you see, the video clip, the song, everything for this just kept escalating. Um, and then when we put the real horns in, it was like night and day how much- it just it, you, you don't know how much better it's going to sound until you do it and then you do it and you go, okay, I'm glad I did that. Is so, it really that noticeable, is it? It is. But, but when you're just listening to the, the pseudo fake horns before, you go, it sounds great. Yeah. You know, yeah. You, you can't imagine what else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when you're looking back, you go, oh, okay, I, I get it now. So Okay. And what does that mean for you when you're going to be performing this track in front of audiences? Uh, well, bas- I want to do it with horns and we performed it at um, Fair Day and I hired the- brass band that's in the video clip to play it live and um it's hard though because there's about you know nine to twelve layers of horns on the track yeah which is i can't get i can't get nine horn players you know (laughs) so it's always going to be a bit thinner but it was cool it's cool having like instruments play back what you've written live if that makes sense yeah Yeah, i can imagine and then they're never you know they're musicians so they would never play it how you wrote it and the way you've written it they go this is a weird way of playing this but you go just do it (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure they had a lot of fun playing it um i guess rich friends being a relatively new track we're still kind of um you know caught up in the whirlwind of this but what is coming up for you next year anna um what, what do you have coming up um well at the moment um i am just being held 
um, against my will kind of thing. So, yeah, um, I'm in a bit of a sticky situation in that regard. So I have a whole bunch of music I really want to release. I haven't been able to to release any of my own music. So okay. I get my kick um, out of releasing with other people, um, okay. which is which is great. But, um, yeah, I've just been writing, um, writing and saving up those pennies to hopefully release another EP when the time comes because okay. there's a whole nother world to the music industry which, that I didn't know about when, right. I, when I got into my solo stage. I was just like, woohoo, like trust everyone and, you know, be friends with everyone and like take, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever anyone says to you, it must be true. Like, so I've just learned a lot about that and having to just, I guess, learn from the, learn from your mistakes. So without wanting to put a dampener on it, that's where I'm at. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you've piqued my curiosity now. I'm curious to hear about those experiences or are you not able to? I, I can say it now. I used to be very, wanted to try and like, you know, um, be careful not to talk out of school. But basically I just, uh, I'm <laughs> I just really having, love that phrase. I'm great. just having a bad, um, a bad sort of uh, relationship with my manager um, and unfortunately contractually I can't get out of that at the moment Um, and then you know they were also like my record um, you know I signed a recording deal to them as well which I'm out of now but it's just you know there's there's a whole lot of words in a contract and you Mm. know unfortunately it is legally a legal document so um, it's just a bit sad, so I just got to keep, just got to keep writing. Um, hopefully, get wanting to perform live, maybe like you know, tour eventually. But mm. it all seems a bit blurry at the moment. Um, I just, I just got to keep doing it for the love. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that you've had um, some challenges and some potentially bad experiences. That's there okay. It, that, you know, that. it happens to a lot of people, which is crazy. You know, it's yeah. almost like I wish I could write like a book. Um, you know, how not to get screwed over by people. <laughs> In the music industry. And I think it's important that listeners understand that as well, Mm. um, that it's not just the artist dropping music and everyone's happy. There's, you know, a lot of cogs in that machine um, that get to that point. But this sounds like a very fruitful, creative endeavor that you've you've, um, embarked on. So congratulations on Rich Friends. Thank you. Absolutely huge track. Um, And Matt, what's what's coming up for you this year? Um, Um, Keeping busy. Busy, I am sure. Yes, just uh, working on a lot of other people's music uh, at the moment, which okay. is sort of the thing. Yeah, so um, just a lot of songwriting for other people, heading yep. to LA in a couple months, hopefully to do a bit of a trip there, Great. to just try and get some ins there. But um, still just focusing on the rollout for Rich Friends and trying to get as many people to hear as possible in the, on my personal stuff. So Yeah, yeah great. Well, congrats on the track, guys. Thank it's you. a cracker. And the music video, so good. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thanks so much. You're on the Music Weekly. This is Energy Groove Radio. My name's Brad. That was Matt and Anna, a.k.a. Wasteland and Boy, talking with us about their brand new single called Rich Friends. Find the details and that fabulous music video on our website. Go to energy-groove.com. Let's hear it now. This is Wasteland and Boy with Rich Friends on Energy Groove. Stay with us. Lots more to come. Energy Groove. Still rolling in the 98 Honda. I keep around as a constant reminder that some ain't as lucky as me. Not everything in life comes free, no. The AC's like Russian roulette. I flick the switch, don't know what I'll get. Rather go to parties in the back of a rover. Treat my car like my life takes things slower. I know where I stand.
just fun free It's all gonna work out fine Water off my back if I get declined Just to me. Today I'm a just to me.